0: I'm Richard Lannan, rides with Cannon, and this is the Glazing Insider Industry Podcast. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to the people of the glazing industry. In this episode, I talk with Ian Ward, who is the Sales and Purchasing Director for CNC Recycling. In this conversation, Ian talks us through how we join the fenestration world because of his experience with recycling. So, without further ado, let's get started. Ian, welcome to the podcast, thank you for coming on. You are the Sales and Purchasing Director for CNC Recycling, but how did you get there? How did you enter the fenestration world?
1: Okay, hello Richard, thank you for having me by the way. Um, kind invitation. Um, it, it was about 12 years ago, um, that's not something i've been in, in all my life um i was working for myself at the time out of a site in liverpool um doing weed recycling um for containers to go across to pakistan um and i was just introduced to people at a show uh who were at that time just just doing u p v c window recycling and they said would you be interested in doing something like this and but it was an interesting thing to. I mean, at that point, I was just looking for opportunities, or and what I found very quickly with, be uh, with window recycling was that if it was all about getting the feedstock in, if you could get the feedstock in, there always appeared to be a sale. So it was about how you managed to to, to get the materials in, etc. And I just saw it as a a good opportunity at that time, and and and. Um. So we had a we, we had a business there in Liverpool, but we it was very. I mean, I, I look back at today and the the plant and the machinery and and, and how high tech it, it it's become since then. We were we were stripping windows by hand to get the rubber off, get metals out if we get screws, get the handles off, etc. Oh, wow. Just to take it as much as we possibly could to a raw window frame because it had a better value because it didn't have all the, it didn't, you know, guys could put it straight through a granulation line at that point. And it, and, and that, that's what we did at the very, very outset of, of it. Um, it was as basic as that. We just had teams of guys with, uh, screw, uh drills, screwdrivers, et cetera. Um, and, and we started basically, basically from that. Um, and, I, from there, you see it, um, you start learning a little bit more about the industry but i would still say i wasn't even involved in the fenestration industry at this point other than yeah your customers were window companies but that was still a very new concept to me at that time almost just going on the internet and looking for lists and then going to visit them and it was very basic it, it, it isn't too much different today what what i do with uh with cnc recycling but it's, it, it's become on so much more since then Um and at that time, um, at the very at twelve years ago, uh, how the industry, how the recycling industry is now for uh, windows, is completely different to twelve years ago. Because um, you know, it it's moved on. The industry has grown up so much, um, and it's backed quite significantly now by the big profile houses such as Vika, Yara, Ray Howard, etc., who, who've invested heavily in this country. Uh, and they hadn't, they, they, they hadn't done at that point. They were there because uh, you know it, I think the UPVC recycling in, in in the UK has been around about fourteen years. Uh, Vika being the first one, with Eurocel who were merits at the time. So it was it, it, there was homes for the material, and then there was independent companies as well. So we, we just took it from there, um, and what we found is it, it just moved on. Then there was a couple of other sites. Then, me uh, uh, and a colleague of mine, Darren, we had an opportunity at a site in Warrington, just a small site, but it was on the back of a building, uh, a construction company who had a two year contract. Um, So, we got all the windows delivered to our site every single day. We had to deglaze them, etc. But again, we had guys helping us, etc. But and this is this is the industry, and for different reasons, you've always got to be careful with it, like like any industry. Um, uh, I think the the Lehman Brothers uh, scenario happened at that time, so our prices collapsed virtually oh, overnight because okay. the there was lack, less input needed from uh, from from a customer base. So we looked at it at that time. And we went, well, hold on a minute, we've still got all this material coming in. It, it you know, it's uh, it's difficult to uh, stop. Windows coming in, uh, and they build up very quickly as well. They can fill, they can fill a warehouse quickly. So from there, you just we just evolved from there. We said, "Well, okay, hold on a minute. We've got all these." So we were stripping the windows down So we then bought a granule, a small granulator, and then we sold it as a, a as a granulation. It, it was in 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 like a, a coax and um, ten twelve millimeter granules. And it opened up uh, one or two other uh opportunities for us uh we started sending stuff out to holland uh, some material out to germany while the uk was still not really buying the material it only wanted frames i mean the prices that dropped down were less than what i could actually go and pick it up for uh it really didn't it really collapsed and um so that that, that was where that was the very outset of that, that that was my first couple of years with it uh and as i say it it was it was a different industry then it, you know it, it's it's like today we we deal with uh waste firms as as, as much as we do collecting um from window companies and inst- installers fabricators but back then uh, i mean waste firms today are all over it they, they understand that it's a commodity now it there's it, it as much as steel aluminium cardboard so they separate it and they do it correctly so generally when you get material from waste companies it's it's in um, you're getting what you what you pay for, but with windows, twelve years ago, you 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 would have to inspect every skip. You you get to the top of the skip, and there was lovely windows on the top. You'd open it up; there'd be, uh, tum- tum bags full of rubble, oh, be mattresses okay. underneath it, and it, and it, it it's moved on from that. And that's why I say not not only is the 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 the, the industry grown up with this. Um, the waste firms have as well. It, 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 you know, as I say, they now recognise it, that it's a really strong commodity out there with, with mm-hmm. value because it's it's linked now. It's um, um, they recognise that, especially now, because you've got a situation with um, recycling firms now. The, the profile houses the uh, the demands there now because they've they've recognised that it's a, a product that can be used. Um, it, it it it's strength. Its impact strength and everything else is um, is as good as resin. It just can't be used um, on the outside because it hasn't got the cosmetic shine yeah. of veg. So it always goes into more or less always goes into the core, or it's gone into other products, maybe cavity closure, you know, other things. Um, and and it that that wasn't always available back then. It, it, Ten years ago, there was eight years ago, there was still some. It's myths and stories that if you put recycled product in the windows would go green or they go <laughs> off, they'd be tinted so people got a little bit wary about putting it in or if you put recycled product in, if you told your customer that, they go well you're putting cheap materials in, I want a reduction in my price that whole thing has come round in a massive circle now so at that time I us materials to Holland and stuff, but the market was still fairly flat, um, and at that time, then I got. I used to bring a lot of material down from Scotland because I, I met a, a couple of guys that who were doing it. Um, and they had a lot of lot of material. They, they seemed to get everything out of Scotland, and um, so I used to take a lot of material from them guys. They they they, they truck it down to us, and we, we'd process it further and. Um, they they got bought out. They got an investor in rather, um, and the whole thing changed there. And they asked me would I come to Scotland and do it for them, build up the input, um, and they they did. They invested. So at this point, then I, I left the um, the Warrington site was coming to an end because the contract was up. Um, you know, it was coming to the end of its two years. Um, I needed something else. Uh, you know. Um, so I, I I I took the opportunity. I was okay. I'm going to um, what what um encouraged me at that time. What the, the interest for me at the time is we their plans was to put more uh, equipment in and plant, and it was a thirst for knowledge at this point. Because at this point, I'm still not in the fenestration industry. I'm dealing with it, right. uh, But I don't know people. I just know customers and stuff. So. I did. I did that for two years up in in Scotland, um, and we had uh, a lot of customers in the northeast because we had a, a, a site there as well. But that was for a, for a collection hubs. So he, I went to Scotland as I say. It, it was a learning process. I did my job. You brought in all the feedstocks in, and um, again uh, we, we won a, a really wonderful contract out to Germany. That kind of changed things for the company up there. And they were investing all the time in all the right, the right equipment. The, the problem they always had is they just didn't have that bit of knowledge. You know, you'd be creating a really good uh, recycled pellet, but it still had some impurities in it. It didn't have the expertise of some of, of these other, like the German companies who've been doing it for quite some time. So it always fell down at the end. So it got, it got really frustrating. Um, but then. The guys, uh, I'd always dealt and spoke to the guys who, uh, the MD um, and the commercial guys at Vika, the Vika Recycling, this is. Um, so I knew them fairly well, met them at shows, etc. I'd been invited down to the uh, uh, site, which was in Swanscombe at the time, because we sold to them. And, um, so I just got to know them. Um, and then through and through third parties, just got to know them a bit more. And then one day they said they invited me down to Birmingham. Said, well, would, "Would you do it for us?" Um, because we're they just taken on a site in uh, Birmingham in Stourbridge, um, and they recognised they weren't particularly strong in the north of England. They were because they were, uh, you know, the, 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 they had been in Swanscombe, Darford yeah, area for, you know. For the, Eight nine years at this point, so they were very very uh, southern based, um, and at the time, I, even though I was working in Scotland, I said I recognised Vika was. You thought well, they were the biggest. And you went well, this was a really good opportunity. Um, that's probably the biggest in the industry, and they were they were you know this was the company you sold to, so you're back now you're now on the other side of the fence. Um, and I would say that was the point that I uh, I will say that I came into the what I class as the fenestration industry, um, and my pure my absolute education of the of 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 the uh, of the industry is is in that uh, just that was just under six years. It all comes from there because at that point, it's not just um, the, the recycling. You know, it's um they they also had the plants in France and Germany, so you went to see those plants as well, so you got more of a an idea of how, how other people work. Then you went to see some of the, the, the actual profile houses themselves, so you you saw more, but then you got to know people and these were all the guys who were dealing with the customers and everything, and then you started delving and that's where the education of, of it all started coming from in that time. Um, um but again, it it was only once I uh, I actually joined V that 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 changed for me uh, at that point, point. Um, and they had plans and everything else. They, I, I knew one day that they'd move and build the plants, but it it, it the, again in terms of knowledge. I I'd, I'd regularly go into the into the uh, into the production unit and stand next to whether it be the extrusion line or whether it was the hammer whichever bit of machine because. I was, I, I was no way technical, but I I wanted to understand. I wanted to learn and understand enough that I can at least talk a little bit knowledgeably yeah. about it. Yeah, to sense. If yeah. somebody asked me the question, uh, I, I could answer. Oh, you know, and you start learning L values and B values and all all stuff that I'd never knew about and I, I wouldn't even profess to. I, I'd come across various things, but you start that, that that's where the edu- real education. Uh, came from, because they were, on that side of things, they were very, very knowledgeable. So, um, yeah, that that's, that's where I think uh, that's the f So that's, uh, what, that's probably about eight years ago. Right.
0: Uh, so w- when you initially started then, w- was it, so the site that you sort of worked on, what were you doing before that then? Were you sort of in...
1: At the very outset, yeah, the very outset. I was recycling old computers, old laptops, right? And, uh, you know those heavy duty computers that you could hardly pick up; those yeah. big screens and the boxes. There was a real demand for it to, to, out, out to uh, Pakistan, Um and I'd, I'd met um, a company, an Asian guys, who they, they just couldn't get enough of it. They, they, whatever I could I'd pull together, they took the lot. They were. It's amazing how many laptops and computers these guys can put in one container. And again, it was just something I'd come across. I'd met these guys. I had stuff coming in like that um, uh, from oh, from schools, etc. Clean them out. We'd clean them down. We make sure the hard drives and everything were, were um, destroyed, etc. But um, it, there was such a demand for it. But as I say, because it was, um, I think that. It, I think I quite happily carried on with that, but like anything, you'd have ups and downs, and yeah. like any any business and industry, there was competition. There was you couldn't always get it and everything else. Uh, but I did other things as well. That that was the most recent thing that I, that I that I was actually into at that point. Um, you, you know, so because uh, my background from when I left school, I, I uh for the fish. 10, 12 years of my life, I, w- I was in the animal feed industry. Um, really? For a company that imported all the animal feed feedstock, um, whether it be from uh, uh, Europe, Rotterdam, etc., or whether it's South America, mm. India, you know, all, all some of the commodities that you'll have heard of, like gluten feed, soya beans, etc. Um, so, yeah, I was administration, then it's the shipping department, etc. So, um, again, it gave you the. I, I often see some similarities with the yeah it, it, not with the actual industries, just the the process and how things work it It's the first time I've ever seen some similarities to things and um uh, and the companies et cetera so yeah i, I that that's all it did we brought all these feedstocks in to sell to uh, compound mills in the u k that then Processed and made a blend to filter, yeah, to feed to calves or sheep or pigs. it was different, believe it or not, there's different feedstocks for different animals and different yeah. blends for for different reasons. Um, you know, soya beans, for example, would be because um, they're very, very high protein. They, that would go directly to uh, chickens, for example, because it, it it fed them, of uh, fatten them up, it yeah, them up, yeah. Uh, really quickly. But so, as, so that was my from school to. Um, yeah the first 10 12 years of my life and then other you know mad cow disease et cetera kicked in that ah, yeah, i remember that so yeah that industry completely changed at that point and uh it really changed and uh but again it, it was there was there was no opportunities left and i was getting to an age where you wanted something else you you didn't want to just float along with things anymore you were again it goes back to knowledge and education you, you just want something else there's more, there's more, and, and you try to learn. Um, but as I say, I, I, I've I've often found the this industry is the is the closest that I, that I've seen. But that 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 was, uh, you know, your initial question there was, um, that's what I was doing. But it wasn't what I'd always done. It was yeah, I'd just swear for myself. I'd, I'd left that uh, that job of, of you know, the comfort of a job, although there was little promotions in there so that kept me moving up but once that 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 ceiling was over things had changed i I wanted to do i looked at other things but uh leading into the this it was uh recycling old computers
0: wow so that was it so did you just quit your job one day and go or did you go straight into the the recycling computers
1: no no i I, it was um, like a slower process. I, I yeah, I I left the and, and and just did other things you know. Tried you know a couple of things that I took with me. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd made money out of uh, uh, cosmetics. It, it was because the animal feed industry did the other companies as well. Right. Um, so I, I I didn't come away from that. I went into something else where there was an opportunity that gave me uh, yeah, uh, give me some income. <laughs> for when I could leave but as I say just things kind of different ways and it evolves and you know uh probably the last time I was a true entrepreneur because you're just looking for things but with that comes pressure and everything else because you you'd always make you making sure are the bills paid Are you know Have you got wages etc um, and as I say that that's what I was doing but the the, the windows came along And I just found it intriguing, and I thought it was complete opposite from everything I'd been used to. Trying, you get a product and then you do your best to sell it. Uh, And people say yes, and people say no. You get a lot of no's, you get thick skinned as a salesperson. And this was the first time I thought, if you get the material in and you do it right, there's always a sale, there's always a home for it somewhere. And that's how I, I flipped. And it was just bit by bit, everything else started going smaller, smaller, and this started to grow. And as I say, at this point, then it then led on the path to knowing people in Scotland, working up there in Scotland, and then working for Vika. And as I say, that that's really where I, that, that that was the true start of the fenestration because I was just completely involved with nothing other than window companies at this point. And you know, y- your only brief was to bring the material in at the right price, at the right levels, and. Um, so, yeah, there was, a, there was a... Yeah, I learnt a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it was, you know, um, as I say, there was um, people who'd done it for quite some time and then you saw the other side of it as well because of the plants at Burnley. You saw what they were doing and, 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 and how they sold things and how they produced their profile. And you just got a real, really big picture of how, how the whole thing works, especially for... Because I, I, haven't, I haven't, even now, I still haven't come out to recycle and I haven't been uh, a business development manager selling uh, profile to a fabric. I have never gone no. to that. You know, Sometimes I, I, I ask people, especially in Burnley, I say, can you teach me a little bit more? Because I'm just used to smashing these things up. <laughs> can you tell me how this and why that's important and what a sash window is and why is that better than... Uh, this kind of yeah, you know, and I'd asked for a bit more knowledge on that, Because uh, I said I'm the other side. That's why I, I break these things up and smash them up into little pieces to to do something else with it. So, and um, so enjoyed the time at Vika, but the, the 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 issue with Vika not not the issue. It was it was COVID, um, right? Like like, like everybody uh, went on furlough, and um. um they they did what they needed to do at the time. They did the restructure. They said, you know, didn't have people on the roads anymore because he for a long time afterwards he still couldn't no, go to any company. No. No, nobody would take visits or or anything like that. And um, they were restructuring it down. No working from home. No traveling. You, you know, and and um, I, I just at the last minute I de- I decided not to. Uh, I, I decided to just take the redundancy and leave at that point point. Um, and I didn't want to um, I, I really enjoyed my time there it was a, it was quite a, a shame to leave but it, it, um, when I look at today and I look back because it was, that was uh, what, about September August, oh, September last year I, I look back and I go okay uh, I it, 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 it probably needed to take a step away from it um, at that time but I didn't know that no, no, no one ever does, do they? Um, no. And um, the the CNC recycling were uh, Michael and Mel. I would known them anyway because they were a a huge um, supplier to Vika Recycling of all their input feedstocks. To the point where at the, at the very outset of this, because it was in the north, I, I got the brief to support it as much as possible, build it as much as we could, because they 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 provided all the material. Um, into, in, <clears throat> into 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 so I knew them. And uh, Michael and Mal just said, "Look, you know, they 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 would had a, like like old firms. They'd had a, a tough time. They were just trying to get back on their feet properly with it." And they said, "Well, can you come and do it for us?" And we sat down, discussed the what ideas and thoughts and project and whatever else. Uh, I keep saying project. I, that's how I always envisage it because it went from nothing. It was a it, it did. We didn't even have a granulation line. Well, we were talking about it, but that came during my first week, so I we knew that. I went right now. How do we fill this? Um, so it was. I wasn't concerned how we were going to do it. Just said well, this is going to take a length of time to get it to this point, just using the contacts and the people that we knew. And that it it it's it's the it's that bit. You know what I said uh, uh When I look back now, probably probably the right time. Would they have left, you no, this is the right time. I really didn't have much choice in the matter. At the end of the day, I was at risk of redundancy because of the restructure. But you look back and you go, you realize how much you've learned, yeah. And I probably would never have known that until I came out of it. And you went, Wow, I really you, you, and um you've got a network of people, um, not just you know, people you know, you just. It just it just spread a little bit further. Just you just realised how many people, how many contacts that you had, who could point you in different directions and stuff. And so, um, so so we had a really. I say, at first, it it, just as it was going well, Brexit kicked in, and you know a lot of our material (laughs) was was getting sold over again back to Holland the guy I knew seven, eight years earlier, Um, and you just went, oh God, he was, you know. So for almost uh, for almost three months, you you you're having to find other homes for it again. You can cut them having to sell this again, and that was Brexit. That you know that and, yeah. Um, but everybody was still busy in the UK. They were busy, and you know you, you can see by um, and they got to about April time, and it really started to uh, you know things started to come on board, and things really made a quite a leap and stuff and. And you know, um a lot of the stuff we do on LinkedIn and of the things we had, we had, we started getting to a point where people were, well, who who are you guys? Where, where have you come from? Because had been under Vika's umbrella for so long that right. people knew of it, but of the company, but so what it did at that point is um um and this is where it comes back to, you know, where the industry's really evolved and changed is um I, I started talking to GGF and Fencer. Mm-hmm. Again, guys who had met um, a, a number of times um, during my time at Fika. So I just went back to them because at the time we were thinking, they they, want, they really wanted to do something uh, as for all their members to offer the service of recycling as national as possible. And uh, it never really, it didn't come off. Uh, but I went back to them and said, would you like to do it with an independent? I said, you know, but it, it, there's no profile it's just a pure independent company um, I went through a series of uh, meetings with the all on zoom and there uh, but they were so they they, they were really um, keen they wanted it they, they so like the the whole co- the ethos and the recycling and how how, it, how important it is to the fenestration industry that they've gone with it. So we've become fences. Um, you know, uh, any, anybody using fencer can, you know, via via their website they can contact us and you know, when we look to give them a recycling service for free. And um, but it, it, the interesting bit was that was. Um, when you get somebody you know the industry, almost not governing body but you know somebody who sits on the industry as as um it it, it just opened up more doors again yeah so you, again you realize the power of a brand um uh and then we had other people saying, well who are you you know who are you guys saying um where did you come from what's got what's happened here? um and then, then people start getting surprised how much business we're actually doing and how much you, we're not doing X. It, it's it's quite a substantial amount of, you know, windows. I mean, I'll give you an idea. that We, we will recycle this year just shy of a million windows, wow. about 900,000. It's it, it, it's not it's not small. It's no. not. So what was happening, and, and again, a lot of the, the fence, at GGF, and again, we became a member of it for the know that for the, one of the main reasons was I wanted to learn. I go to the meetings, um etc because I go, I just want to learn. I just want to what else is there? What 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 other bits of news and then and, and what's really nice of them guys is they come to you for information, for uh, what's this, what's that, and advice, etc. So it's a bit of a two way thing. So again I always go back to um Always, t- always try to keep learning, always try to educate yourself as much as you can. So I, I was really, um, I, I really enjoyed the fact that we we, we, were, we were working with uh, the GGF because it opened up other things as well for us as a company in terms of going to meetings, um, uh, you know. Again, still all on Zoom, by the way. One day I'll get to meet them all. <laughs> um so it it it, it become it, 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 this year has become really interesting because of all all these variations of things. Where um, and, and as a company, I say we get so many inquiries to it now, and it goes back to and we spoke earlier when I said uh, I, I follow a lot of things on social media. I mean, I, I'm not on many um, LinkedIn, Twitter, but I follow follow so many. Companies, etc., and uh, the trade magazines, everything, it's you know, yourself included. I'd follow uh, you guys, and because there's always information, it's big or small, it doesn't matter, just snippets all the time. Or it might go, Well, it's a new company, who are they? Uh, Yeah, or they're in our area, just all the time. So, um, so the fencer was another one of those where the, the. the information comes to us or the inquiry comes to us and that saves me trying to drive from Inverness to Cornwall looking for customers. So it's uh, it's just a better way of doing it. Um, As I say, these days, um, where we are as a company, we're not the profile houses. Um, We take the material to a certain point because that next level up is uh, these guys are spending... Tens and 50, you know, ten fifteen million pounds, you know, that's your Eurosos, your sales, your rails, These guys spend a lot of money and they've got the technology and the expertise behind it to back it all up. If we went to that next level, it'd be we'd have to change our whole uh, sales, our whole customer base would change because it's a different product. So you kind of look at where you are and you, you sit at where your strengths are and stuff. And it's funny and ironic, really, that it's still the same kind of idea from. When I came into it about twelve years ago, the best the best material to ever get is to go to installers directly. You offer them that service, you collect it in vans for us, and and all all these other profile houses. By the way, they'll all agree with me by a mile. It's the cleanest and best material, it's the first hand material, straight off somebody's house or commercial property, whatever. So our whole thing has been to, that's our strength. That's why we have. About twenty vans on the road. Just that's all they do. Uh, we've got we've got larger vehicles, um, walking floor trailers, etc. On top of that, but it's still the same. That that actual pure concept is still the same of of, of all the years when I first started. That uh, get your customers because the initial outset of that because you 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 have a you have um, in window the companies installers fabricators whatever the initial idea behind that if you if you were just an installer. Who did maybe 20 30 windows a week you're bringing them 20 30 back the concept of it the, the outset is that during the course of a month that would weigh about two tons two and a half tons yeah so to fill a skip with that that would cost that company three hundred sixty, three hundred eighty 380 pounds yeah approximate times that by 12 you say well if I take that away from free Somewhere this year, this, that five or six thousand pounds should hit your bottom line. And I'd done that exercise with a couple of customers, uh, did one with uh, Hallmark Windows and Harrogate. And he actually sat there and got out his last 12, he, he, he compared, he actually, he actually got his lever arch file out, went through it, and he went, I've gone from four skips a month to three. And he worked it out, he said, It's exactly what you've said. That saves me six thousand pounds in in my pocket so that was their gain yeah that was the um, and a lot of them now is um they're really clued up with it many many firms are clued up with it they want it to recycle they want it collecting they want to uh they want to be seen to be, rec- uh, be collected it, that, that they have their material go not to landfill or just going into a skip. that they that they see that it's getting collected, it's getting further processed, and eventually it ends up going back into the core of a new window. That's yeah. You. you see this, and they like things like uh, last year, no, early this, yeah, last year, we introduced recycling certificates. We'll do them again at the end of this month. And it just basically tells you that what your tonnage has been for this year. Oh, and we boy, always thought, well, t- tell, them, tell them how much they've actually recycled this year. and that, And it went down really well, because it's given that, because it's it, it's all about the education to everybody and this goes to the, your window companies your installation firms right down to the homeowner to get the get the message out all the time because as i say for as many there's so many who who recognize that the recycling side there's still many you don't or they haven't got the uh they're in an area where they can't get it collected etc but recycling certificates, things like that. They were just a simple thing. We just went, well, let's do this. it. It was so well received. they put it on their websites. they put it on their social media feeds because they just went, brilliant. okay, you know, it, brilliant. whether it was eight tons or 23 tons, I'm being random with my figures there. They went, we've done this. We've we've done our, we've done our little bit for this. And um, and I, and I was, we, we always, um it, it, we, we do look at it and say we must keep delivering Um, Our messages these are because it's amazing to think 20 years ago um a lot of this stuff actually went into the grounds it's just bizarre
0: but you just said it there so it's a free service so let me get this right because i remember um that when i was in sales it was definitely something that customers would ask they what happens to my old windows and if i said they'd be recycled because even if they went to the waste company, they would recycle them. Or even if they were collected by a, they would be recycled. That was fine for them. They loved that. They really liked that. If, if I said they're going into the ground, um, th- then they probably wouldn't have been as happy. But am I right in thinking then if, if companies do put them into their waste, they, the waste companies will then sell them
1: back to you. They will take it away. It goes through their plants. Uh, I don't know if you've been in any waste uh skip companies and many of them have got picking lights where it's going across the conveyor belt so if there's a window it'll it is just there's, there's a section and it goes straight into a skip just with windows cardboard will be something else if it's um uh, hard plastics you know you know the rigid plastics that goes into another skip yes they, they separate it so the chances are even if they're into a skip, it to get captured yeah whether it's us or whether it's one of the big profile houses. It, because, again, they've recognised it's a commodity. yeah, And they recognise if I separate this properly and do it, I will receive a, a market value for this. Whether, whether so, yeah. it's like, uh, like steel, aluminium, cardboard, you know, it, it's a commodity.
0: And basically when they charge you that they're basically you're paying them to sort it and it's part of their process. So, you know, it's it's you uh, know, there's exactly. a service there. That what you know, said, 'cause they could just start. drop a skip off to you and say, You pull it out and then we'll take it away.
1: some of them can build up enough for a full load, so you send your walking floor trailers in and collect it. But no, you're right. It's um, you're absolutely right. They've already provided the service because they've taken those frames from somewhere and they've gone through the sorting process which isn't for free. Uh, to To make sure that 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 skip or that pile is just UPVC windows, so yeah, you
0: know. it's a no brainer. When my um, I say when my dad it was, I I he sort of said, "How much does that cost you?" Then he said, "Nothing." They come and collect it for free, and I was sort of thinking, "Ah, right, okay." And then he explained the benefits. So so basically, to anyone out there that's got an installation company, you can take it away for free. It will save the money in skips, and they can promote that they're recycling and and you know Absolutely. frames aren't going You've into got the got ground
1: something there to promote your green credentials that's three uh, things um yeah' cause they don't cost it's, you anything um yeah, it's, yeah but uh, i think I, I like to think it's a good thing it's a really uh, good thing i have always uh, believed in it, that's why I've been doing it for twelve years I, uh, you know I, um you know as I say it the people are well clued up on it, and there's others who go oh that's that's amazing, you know didn't know you could do that um so there's still that message, but as I say, uh, I recognise with when I read articles, uh, whether it's Ray How, Eurocell, etc. but they, they, they're always looking to get the message right the way down to the homeowner. Oh, Fences are big on that as well. Do you want to get the message to, you know, right, right to, right, right to the the, the people who whose house etc. You put it into, the, you, you know, that this actually gets recycled. There's a process for this. This is where it goes, and this is what happens, um, because. I, uh, my kids idea on recycling is far different from mine when I was their age I didn't know what recycling was it was a completely different concept of anything back then it was just waste and nothing else they, they your modern your, your, your younger generation want to recycle they understand it, they, they, they do, demand it almost um, you know, they, they, they don't, don't like waste uh, but that's a, again that's education that's come from somewhere where you go no we're going to do this now going to separate it right whether it's your household bins and your three bins and it's a b and c there's an education and i think um even for the you know the the, the, the window industry, just keep educating just keep keep getting the message over but this is a primary source of uh, raw materials uh primary uh you know it all gets used now it all goes into a window profile at some point as i say there's um there's foot you know there's as I say rehow you're a selfie, here got a big plant in belgium you know these guys are using it and it's um so, so it takes away the demand on virgin resin as well especially um if if, if you can't get it you know it's um, if there's a uh, there's issues whether it's force majeure or there's there's a uh, the demand's outstrips supply etc this has become a really really um as I say, primary, primary source of uh, raw materials that they've all tapped into. And as I say, they, they, in fairness of all of them, they've, they've all spent a lot of money on plants. and, and So it's not, it's not short term. I found an interesting... Um, what I found interesting was um, when Richard Attenborough came out with his Blue Planet Earth, when it brought the whole thing of plastics uh, and I was destroying the sea, the oceans and everything else, and what I really found interesting was um, when they're looking at different aspects of whether it's a plastic bottle or whether it was, um, didn't matter, it, you know, if you looked at one of the, the big messages that came back from the window industry was, and they were right, they they already had the house in order and had, had done at that point for at least 10, 12, 14 years. That the vast majority of windows were always already being recycled it was very little of you very little of it was going to waste or landfill or there's still some of course i'm not saying this, it's hundred percent but they were so far ahead of a lot a lot of other other materials other products and um and it was that was to the to the credit you know that they uh, they'd recognized this many years ago uh, and invested. Uh, to the point where, you know, you just see the uh, some longevity of it, uh, that it'll always be required because there's a use for it if, if it, it's recycling in its truest form, because it's going from an old house, taken out of somebody's home, going through the whole process, and it will end up in a new, in somebody's house at some point, I don't know which one, but it's mm-hmm. going to be there somewhere, Um, I, I couldn't tell you which bit of profile uh, it would be in, but. The chances are, if you've got new windows, there the, the could be recycled content in inside it.
0: That's really interesting because you, when you said earlier as well about how everyone that there was that stigma behind it originally, people thinking I don't want recycled stuff in my windows. It's not as the quality's not as good. But I think you're right with it being in the core or you know
1: keeping the faces there. Well, the virgin skins put around it, you see. Because yeah. it's, um it hasn't got the L value. It hasn't got the the cosmetic sheen of virgin resin predominantly because hey, it's probably been in somebody's house for 15 years uh at, in all elements it's then been picked up it's then gone through a shredding machine a granule. it's never ever going to be to that level the interesting bit though once you go through all that process with old uh, the old windows is when it when it goes when it um there's a whole process. I mean, it just isn't... You know, yeah, no, I'm it, interested it, it gets, I will see it one day. It, when, it, when, it, when it first comes back to any plant, the first thing done, it done, it goes through... Uh, uh, it's shredded down um, to 20 millimeter shred flakes. Um, all the metals are removed from it. It goes through any current systems. It goes through granulation. It goes through wash plants. Um, it, 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 maybe not... Got that out of order. You are then putting it through Hamos machines, which is, um, which which clean it up even further. You know, it's taking all the, um, maybe any any other bits of metals that might be in there, then any other undesirables, maybe a bit of wood or rubble. It, it it's, it's cleaning the, the the material up. It's then getting color sorted. So it's what they're after. is just the pure white ore these days. There's a lot of jazz these days now because of uh, the the growth of um. Uh, you know colors the foil sales but they just want it as pure as possible now the interesting bit once it goes into melt filtration within the um, extrusion line a a recycled material it can actually be stronger than resin because you you've broken it up and the polymers when they reform are stronger so you the impact strength with within And, and it's 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 been shown and proven that this happens once it once it reforms it's stronger so it's every bit as good as resin. It just, as I say, it just can't. Generally, it can't go on the on the car because it's it's uh, it, it. You'll notice it just won't have it. Yeah. Won't, especially when you're spending money on new windows, you know that nice yeah new sheen looking about it. The, 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 the recycled uh, compound pellet can't give you that. You know, it, it won't. Because they say, I always find it interesting. Companies come out with a hundred percent recycled window. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, is it? It's absolutely, of course. Oh, there's many again It's there's two things on it. it. um again go back to what I say. It won't look as sharp as a uh, a new window with with a you know a, a resin compound around it. And also, it's um, I don't think there's enough material around. It's not like what you you don't just buy recycled windows off the off the off the shelf. Rather, you um, there's only so much of it, right? In in the country, once once all that's used, you can't plan to do another twenty percent next year because it, it just is what it is. Um, but it's interesting, and I find it. Uh, I'm always I'm always intrigued when companies come out and say we've we've got a hundred percent recycled window framing. I go, okay. But there's more to it than that you know you you, you couldn't you couldn't rattle out uh, the multi profile some of the big profile houses too it, it's just not enough material that's why they blend it in it, it, it's just used as a percentage of their um, of makes their sense profile. yeah yeah
0: so <laughs> that, that's quite a, that's quite a really especially with um there isn't much you don't know about recycling then, really
1: i wouldn't say that just uh, <laughs> But you're always learning I, I, as well. I listen, I listen to everybody else and try and I, deliver it differently.
0: So. But but also, I'm sensing that you're you you you're always looking for opportunities. You're not afraid of opportunities. You're not afraid to say yes, and you're always looking. And it, there must be that, that entrepreneur in you, that is still looking for those connections, as you've just proven with the Fencer and, and GGF.
1: Yeah, you, it, it, it goes back to you, you. You keep looking for different things. Think. Think the opportunities of what other people can't do or don't want to do, etc. And you go, "Well, I could do that." Um, you know, don't be afraid of it. It's um, um, to me, it was just a good idea, and and I knew from my conversations with the guys at Fencer at GTF, they they thought it was a good idea, um, because it all made sense. You know, it and and and. Everybody now wants to be seen to be doing that bit as well as I said earlier. Yeah, the recycling certificates. These guys go, you know. I've seen the comments. We're doing our bit. Just you know, it's yeah. It might only be eight tons, but you know, it, that's that's part of the whole process. If everybody did it, you know. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it's sometimes some you just go. Well, I think this is a good idea. I think this. But again, it, it's that's not just me and my. Uh, ideas or thought process it's 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 it, it, it's what's behind me as well you know it's um it's got to be delivered it's got to be serviced it's got to be collected you're you only as good as all of that yeah um, yeah and i've got a very good team behind you know, sorry I'll, I'll rephrase that i work within a very good team where the logistics and the operations and the production are, 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 are the, the, you get massive support a, a very a, very, really get let down by them, and it's the only way you can sell this to uh, you know, uh, um, companies like Fencer or anything like that. But it's even when I walk through the doors of any large fabricators, when they look at me, they need to know I can, uh, not me, but they know we they need the confidence that we can do this. They go, Can you do it? You know, it's all well and good, but don't let me down. As I said to you before, it's um. If if you don't collect the offcuts etc., their bins are full. that stuff's going on the floor. You're making a mess of their site. They're trying to make windows. It, it you know so, you, you you commit to something. You have to be able to uh, deliver what you promise. You know you've got to be that company. Um so, our, our <clears throat> working with you know the, the guys at CNC, Michael and that Richie etc. is um. We only ever talk about service, ever, because you just go, that's our, that's our thing, that's our driving for. I say that as if no other company in the world ever <laughs> trusts service. We're all about the service, but it's just, we keep it our number one thing. It, even if it loses us money, even if it's, uh, it, we have to go out of our way, you go, service the customer, just service it. He'll be there tomorrow then, and he'll be there next month. Um, and, and I enjoy that. With the with the guys because um, I can I can confidently go into any places and, and talk uh, and safe in the knowledge that it, it, what we agree to and what we say will be will be delivered and there uh, but I, I would say that about my previous company as well I always went out uh, but they, they had they had a huge fenestration brand uh, brand behind them you, you walked in as as vegan you, but again I, I walked in confidently knowing that. Whatever I say and I promise would be completely delivered, and that that allows it does. No, yeah, and absolutely. And what else? What else? What else? What else can I do? Or what else can we achieve? What about this idea? Or you know, and it's anything. You're always looking for that other thing. Uh, you know, what if we do this? And there's an opportunity over there. Um. So as I would say and say, it's been it's been it's been a, it's been a, a really good. 15, 16 months because they, those guys have embraced every idea and at least give it a go. And a few things, most things have worked out for us. And, um, you know, as I say, we even put in for the NFA National Fenestration Awards. Where we nearly fell off our chairs when we won. We were delighted. We put a lot of effort into it. But it was kind of just, um, especially f- for the guys who've been at CNC for quite you know, much longer than I have, it was a, a lot of, uh, it was for them. Yeah. I was so yeah. pleased, but, yeah, pleased myself. But it, it was like, well, you've you, you have had a, a longer journey and you've had COVID, you know, you have to pick yourself up off the floor and go again. Um, so, um, yeah, you, 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 you're right. You're always looking for what, I mean, I was interesting listening to yourself earlier, Richard, about you know, your path and where you're going and stuff like that, because you go, again, the, I, I find the fenestration industry is very innovative. All, all of the, Everyone, yeah. there's always a... And there's new things coming in all the time, as you said. Uh, there's, there's media, whether it's uh, uh, your regular emails or, or whether it's just the, the trade magazines, whichever way it is. But there's innovation and ideas coming in all the time, especially when younger people come through. It's just that you've got a different... Um, you've just got a different set of eyes. Um, and, and I think people should just... It's, it's the industry will continue to thrive if they just keep uh, embracing thoughts, ideas, innovation. At least have a look at it because you know some of them can work and uh, c- c- keep bringing things along. You know, yeah, it's, uh, innovation. It's I see it everywhere, and I think it's a good industry for it. I really do.
0: Yeah, and I like what you just said about the having that confidence, it's sort of taking it back to sales as well. I always knew that I was confident when I was in sales because I, I didn't worry about the process behind me. I I knew what I said could happen, and I think that's important with sales. I think there's people out there that are stuck in jobs that maybe they don't have that, and they spend the whole time worrying about will this actually get delivered, and then they, they don't have the opportunities to to see the opportunity because they're so worried about making sure it all works behind the scenes. So they sort of sell it and then they've got to literally baby it all the way through to make sure they deliver for their customer. So it means all their, you know, their innovation or potential ideas that they can possibly see can't be implemented because they're they're so fixed on the job.
1: And you're not selling at that
0: point. No, you're
1: you're managing and that's why you need uh, a good team around you. Um, I feel fortunate. that in my last couple of jobs. That you know, there's been good support. As I say, in the current job, you know, I, I couldn't say at CNC. I can't. I couldn't fault them. Uh, they, you know, they've made it their business to, uh, to support every single thing. But um, and and make sure everything's collected or delivered. But as I say, it, it allows you to allows you to do your job. Yes. You know yeah. what you're there for, and um, it's too easy to be deflected to the left or the right, and. Uh, and then if you'd have to do other things uh, sometimes if you're in smaller companies you have to do one or two yeah, things yeah. Um, you know I do things now that I didn't do in my previous job but you go we're not as big so you, you you do it and then there's things you go well I want to do that and uh, you know that's um, I, 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 um, I ring fence that so I go that's, that's part of my I want to know that information so I'd rather be Pulling that together, so I I, I know exactly where we are with things. And um, but it's um, but when you've got the support behind you, uh, it 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 makes a a huge difference to be able to do your job. You know, you just said there yourself when you're in sales. You know, companies are trying to keep your sales people purchase but they're trying to keep you focused on that thing so they'll, they'll, you know they'll employ other people to do those roles because they just they, they they need that drive they need that focus yeah and and you you can very easily spend most of your day doing anything but sales if you're not careful so, yeah yeah I haven't, I haven't.
0: and the service that you mentioned as well that was uh, you know that saves you if, if i mean they turn around to you and said here we're not picking up there next week but we can't do it it's going to cost us too much it's not it's not going to happen you've then got to spend your time trying to find a way to fix it for the customer try and keep them happy and it just makes your job 10 times harder whereas if they say in we're doing it it's not a problem it just means you can say they'll be happy that's fine you can concentrate on everything else it if just at, just
1: works if i look at your reputation if you um there's no point letting somebody down badly i mean as i say this. We 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 are dealing with a a lot of almost all of the profile houses, so the last thing you need is to get that reputation. You go well, he you said he'd do it good and didn't half let us down, etc. And you go, we can't be that company. You've got to. We've committed to it. Okay, we're not going to make any money off this, but you know what? There'll be the next one that'll come in the next commercial contract. It might be on our doorstep, and it's an absolute. Uh, it's 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 great for us. So. Um, so service reliability and reputation—it's all that—that um, um, that, that should be the bedrock for any company and any business. Everywhere shouldn't it too? But I, I say it's uh, I, you know CNC. I, I do I do like that about them. It's it's really uh, you, you get some you know superb support from them. You know right right across the board. But again, it goes back to that a smaller. So, things can be done quickly, it, 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 you know, and that's the flexibility of a smaller firm. Yeah, definitely that.
0: So, with all of that, the two questions. Firstly, highest point or lowest point? Is there sort of in that journey, was there a low point where you thought,
1: you know, yeah, I was whole... disappointed when I had to leave or when I was leaving Vika? Because I I did I did enjoy it there, and it was a shame, um, but but just unfortunately just the way the world was at that point. So that was a low point, um, yeah. Because uh, I, I just didn't you know I thought I'd be there a lot longer, and um, I have to say a high point is uh, when when we won that award, that was special because I'd never won an award. Michael never won an award, so that was a really and uh. That that was a that was a after doing it for twelve years it was like oh wow I've, I've actually won something yeah <laughs> that was a really hype you know because um, you have little highs all the way through it you you get a, you win a good deal or you do a good sale or you win a big contract you know you get little highs but that's you know uh, and and you also get the the times when it's not so glamorous you know you get have, have problems in the day but. Um, if you ask me the high and the low there, uh the low, it, as I say, it was um, the because I, I just, mm-hmm. that was the first time. It, um, yeah, it was just disappointing because I didn't, I wasn't expecting it as such. Yeah. To a point, you know, but I, I was uh, pragmatic enough to know that, well look, this is the way the world is at the moment and that's where it was. So, you know. Lose, lose track of years, so that was that. So that's in twenty twenty in the summer of twenty twenty. So and the world was a completely different place then, you know. Yeah. So So that was low, but uh, yeah, the high was uh, winning that award because that was um, yeah we were we were really proud of that, and um, it, it was uh, you know it, uh, yeah never won something before, so yeah, they, that that was, that was a high.
0: It's good to leave it on a high. Thank you very much for your time today. No problem. Thank, thank you for you coming on. Minute, so I, I'm sure you'll be back on because recycling is not going anywhere. That's a good thing. It's only growing. And uh, I hope uh, you get many more. Co- Have you got capacity for more customers? Always. We <laughs> switch <laughs> the sales off now. <laughs> but um, thank you very much, Ian. I and uh, I'll you. speak to you again soon.
1: Appreciate it. Thank, thank you.
0: you. That was a great conversation with Ian. I learnt a lot and I hope you did too. If you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did, consider subscribing. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Until next time.